Hello, thank you for coming back. Overwitch is back up out of the grave. Um, just real quick, I want to let you all know what you're in store for in the future and with this episode. Um, first of all, this episode is four months old. Um, thank you to everyone who has been on my case to finally release it, and here it is, finally. Um, so the first half of it's going to be pretty much useless garbage because we are talking about the Overwatch event that happened two event cycles ago, um, back in April. Um, but the second half uh, is where we talk about Pinstripe, um, and that is a conversation I think is worth listening to if you listen to this podcast. Um, that's going to be starting at around 37 minutes. So if you want to skip to that, I won't hold it against you, and no one can check anyway, so have fun with that. The other thing you need to know is that our schedule is going to be switching to a bi-weekly basis. Um, we're going to be releasing episodes every two weeks. Hopefully the next one will be coming out on August 24th, 2018. Um, that way we can spend some more time with the video games that we're reviewing and um, give you have a little bit more of a stable schedule. Um, also, we're not going to be reviewing Sonic's Forces next. Uh, that's a lie, and just... Don't even worry about it. All right, that's pretty much all. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. It has been a while, but it's good to be back in your ears. This is Overwitch, of course, your periodic gaming podcast where your three <laughs> best friends talk to you about Overwatch and other video games. I am your best friend, Joe. I'm Terrence. And I'm Ray. And this week we have a lot to cover because we haven't been around for a while. Um, so we're going to start off getting straight into this shit. Um, Retribution is this year's Archives event, which has replaced the Uprising uh, annual event. And Archives is basically an annual lore drop that has a special player versus environment um, challenge. Last year's was Uprising, this year's is Retribution. They're both mega fun. Um, they're both played with four distinct people. Uh, Terrence, could you tell us a little bit more about Retribution? Okay. Well, Retribution, um, story-wise, actually, you know, I'll let I'll let I'll let our archivist. Uh... Okay, our in-house lore buddy. I was gonna have him take Uprising, but that that makes sense. Just do both, Ray. Retribution takes place before Uprising. Eight years ago. Is it eight years before Uprising? No, it's eight years ago. It says that every time when you start it. I don't pay attention to the rules. Uh, Retribution focuses on the Black Watch sect of Overwatch. And it basically details the events in a uh, mission with 
Oh gosh, I need to get their names right. Reaper McCree, Genji, and Moira. Moira. But it was before was... he was Reaper, he was Reyes. Gabriel Reyes, yes. Commander Reyes. Yeah. And them infiltrating a Talon, I guess, like, boss person's home in Italy, right? Yep. Italy? Venice. And they were supposed to capture him and take him back to Overwatch because Talon blew up an Overwatch um, base uh, recently and Reyes was trying to get revenge or whatever. And basically this was the turning point for Overwatch where Black Watch was kind of deciding, you know, Overwatch isn't doing enough and tensions between Morrison and Reyes really See, started coming to a head I don't, I don't know if, that's, if that's like the like because I feel like it wasn't the turning point for them wondering if Blackwatch. I feel like it was more of Blackwatch just being overall exposed to the public because they did such a public mistake. Because like Blackwatch has been around for a while before that incident, and that incident was just because. Well, uh, spoiler alert for the people who haven't played it, it's because Reaper decided to take his uh, his problem and like make it everybody's problem. So instead of doing what they I wanted to, but I mean, um, I think that the exposure is definitely part of the rising tensions there. But I think I it's it's weird because like there's so much lore to Overwatch and sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And this is just another part of it. Like, we know that Overwatch and Blackwatch uh, had issues and they're suggesting that this is where, like, things started get he- getting heated. And it could be, but, like, it seems like those issues were already present, you mm-hmm. know? And it just the exposure and Reyes k- killing the man just kind of was like this isn't this isn't what overwatch does and reyes is arguing uh but we have to beyond that it wasn't it wasn't about this is what overwatch does or not it was the fact that they did get exposed for it you know yeah yeah every Mm -hmm. so so the people that are on the mission genji of genji and moira they're both like whatever we had to do it they're kind of secondary like (laughs) we we're here to do the job and we're here to get out and that's cool McCree um, kind of stands up to Reaper and he's like, You're, you've done the wrong thing here, you know, like this isn't how we do things. We were supposed to capture this guy and it would have been quiet and smooth, but you killed him and now we have a big problem on our hands. And I don't think necessarily the big problem is that they killed the guy from Talon because he was a shit heel who was hurting and killing thousands of innocent people. Um, but it was more the fact that he did it in a way that he was not careful and he let anger take the best of him. And by killing that guy, it brought down a whole host of problems for Overwatch. That's where people like common people started to doubt Overwatch as an organization and Mm -hmm. why it ended up going like into like underground. It wasn't even underground. It was actually shut down. Right, right. And that's the pizza. And now, like, it seems more underground. Mm-hmm. Go for it. And that's the pizza. And that's you the know? pizza. So this is our new segment. That's And that's the pizza. And it's just sometimes when a pizza arrives, we have to stop talking about whatever we were talking about and move directly to the show wrap-up. So 
guess that's how it is this week. Um, so uh, don't go play Pinstripe. Yeah, play, yeah like, um, play Pinstripe maybe if you want, I guess. But definitely not, you know, uh, don't. It, it's like, it, 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 ha- it sends some weird messages to you, but they're all in the end positive. The art style's pretty okay. Next week we're doing Sonic OC The Dream mm-hmm. uh, on Xbox One right. and Dreamcast. All right, so thanks again for coming Dreamcast. back this time. I'm yeah. Joe. I'm your other host, Ray. And thanks. Bye. And remember... Thanks, bye. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> I'm back. That's the pizza. Mm-hmm. That's the pizza. And, and that's the pizza. <laughs> that's the pizza. Is that the punchline? Like just and that's the pizza. Yep. Yeah, we okay. finished our whole that's the pizza segment. <laughs> Cause, yeah, but when we, I'm sorry, are we jumping back into it right now? Sure. So yeah, that's retribution. Okay. It's very fun. Um, it's an interesting. It reminds me a lot of payday, personally. Um, I played it quite yeah. a lot of pay, Payday, Payday, but it also, I mean, if you're not familiar with Payday, it, it's also a lot like Left 4 Dead. Um, it's just a shorter level. There's an assassin character who acts much like a hunter from Left 4 Dead. Um, so the four of you just kind of get from one at map, end of the map to the other, and then you have to wait for evacuation. Um, and it's not as easy as it might seem at no. first. No. Especially when all your teammates don't get on the drop. Right. So it had a problem that was pretty bad when it first came out, which was that everybody had to get on the drop ship in order for the mission to end. And I get why they did it, but it was a problem because people would just not get on the drop ship. They would jump down and continue fighting until inevitably they were overrun and killed. And there was nothing that you could do about it to just finish the mission and win. Since then... they swamp you. They, yeah, the they swamp you. The enemies start swamping like, you. There's no... Then they will just keep coming indefinitely. And I don't know if it was just a troll or because people didn't know what they were supposed to do or if they were just bad. Like, it, it probably a combination of all three. Mm-hmm. Um... But there was nothing you could do, and since then they've added a change to it so that if you get on the... People who are incapacitated at the end um, will will just be left behind. And you will get a victory if you're on a ship, which is a good change. So have we confirmed that, that they just don't get a victory if they don't get on the ship? We haven't confirmed it, but I I don't know if they don't. But I know that if you are the on peop- the ship, you do get a victory. Okay, that's fair. No, because like the first time we did it with a couple friends, some of us have al- had already done it, and they were running around and like they say in the game that like get to the evacuation yeah. point, but it's not super clear yeah. that it's time exactly, and so like people were still running around, mm-hmm. and we actually did die because they. Our friends didn't realize. Oh, and the it's difficulty spike now. is immense. Like, yeah. after you get through everything and you've done all of the scripted events that make the dropship come, um, then all of a sudden it be they like I swear the enemies do more damage. There's a ton of them. Mm. They seem impossible to kill, and like it, it happens like that. And 
um, you really need to get on the ship as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that the interactions between the characters during Retribution are phenomenal? Yeah, they really are. Um, especially the Reaper, McCree, Moira interactions. Mm-hmm. They're all very funny. Let me also it's have it's some... essentially... Oh, I'm Go sorry. On. Go on. It's essentially Reaper and McCree's interactions, and Genji and Moira kind of just comment on it because, like, when it comes down to it, not only does it show just how confident, almost cocky, both both characters are, but the fact that they they are a little less, um, they're more soldier-like about it, where it's like, right. well, if this is the mission now, we're going to do it, you know? Right. And um, McCree just, just cannot handle how dissatisfied he is by the situation. Right. And Reaper can only tell him what he knows, you know? He's just like, and Reaper's not necessarily denying the fact that it's literally the worst scenario ever to be in. Yeah. But, you know, he just, he just gives him what he can. He's just like, kind of just like taking the blows because he's like, like yeah, I, I did, did it, it. Like, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. let's move on yeah. and McCree's just like how dare you do it yeah yeah overall uh, Moira has a lot of fun stuff that she says Genji is a little bit quieter but he does say some uh, some other things that are pretty interesting uh, one line in particular stuck out to me in the beginning you have to wait for a breach to happen and while you're waiting for it Genji might say like patience is not my strong suit which i think is very interesting because this takes place before he's met zenyatta who is all about patience and mindfulness and like the present day genji is way more mindful and uh and peaceful yeah so i thought that was a pretty pretty interesting uh Mm -hmm. little aside yeah so i have a question go on Okay, so if in Retribution Genji did not meet Zenyatta, what when does Doomfist getting sent to jail happen? Like, cause Genji in that one, he's he's enlightened Genji, right? When he joins Overwatch. Yeah. When he's like fighting. That was more uh, recent with because and... at the end of Retribution, we see Doomfist three, our Doomfist, um, mm-hmm. confronting Doomfist two. And, and taking the gauntlet from him. So that was that was previously, or that happened eight years ago, and so Doomfist getting imprisoned by Genji Tracer and Winston happened more recently than that. Much, much more recently, I would, I would imagine. So, yeah, and, that, and that's actually pretty interesting because the Doomfist short must take place, you know, when he's breaking out of prison, must even take place after the, right. the mall scene. Yes, 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 yes. The, uh, museum that, scene, that, the, the mall, mall scene is leading scene. up to the Doomfist escaping. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's the first time we see the gauntlet. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is in the very first the very, trailer. Very first <laughs> and he wasn't even a character at the time. That's so cool how they did that. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Overwatch. Um, yeah, all, all of that said, that's all Retribution. There's a lot of fun lore in there. And it's also a lot of fun to play. The All Heroes mode, I would highly recommend anyone play Arisa, because she's fucking busted in that mode. Um, she just has a lot of good interactions that make her really invaluable. Um, and then there is Uprising, which was last year's event, which we had never played before. And it's a lot different. Um, it's it's interesting how, how different it is, but it... it focuses it's more recent uh it's uh what probably like five years ago or so so it's the omnic crisis no it was after the omnic crisis 
Mm-hmm. No, it's a, the well, it's after the Omnic Crisis, but it's part of you know the Omnic War that Overwatch was. That was the end it's of the Omnic Crisis after the war. I think it says that sure? right in the opening scene. Yeah, and yeah. everything the they're war, trying to they're trying to rebuild everything after the war. It was the ten years the after the war, I think, is what Tracer says. Um, uh, relations between humans and Omics are still on the fritz, or on not not good. And they are building a building in King's Row to for for Omnics as part of like becoming allies. And that's when Null Sector attacks as because Null Sector is like a revolutionary Omnic group that doesn't want to be friends with humans and that's why they attack. That's what we need. We need a null sector character in yeah. Overwatch. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Well, we kind of have Orisa. And, Come and on. Bastion. She is not Null Sector. And Bastion, he's like, he's like uh, rehabilitated, so. Yeah. They just have skins. Anyway, so. Right. Oh, Uprising on. could have been the second Omnic Crisis, if not for Overwatch. That's right. right. Exactly. I had, to, I had to realign my brain, sorry. So. Which. In- Go on, Terrence. And was Uprising the reboot of Overwatch? When, when does Winston send out the signal? That's it's super Winston, recent. Like, yeah, super recent, like present day. Yeah, yeah. that's that's now time. I think that but the way I understand it is day. that Uprising took place before Overwatch was shut down. As it was losing yeah. popularity and as it was like people wanted were calling for it to be shut down, but it was still active. Because right. Tracer was, was went that? out on, okay. I think, I think it was shut down shortly okay. after that. Because Tracer did not go on many missions before Overwatch was shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that the um the King's Row is her first mission. Right. Yeah. As Tracer. See, my only problem with that is that like Reinhardt's really old and Anna is on the is on the is on the line. So I I just need to know like I guess my real question is like. Just when did Uprising take place? Like, I get yeah. where it took place as opposed to all the older information that we know about, but how recent is Uprising? That's a good like? point because that's um, because it's Strike Commander Morrison and and Commander Amari or, or Captain yeah. Amari are mm-hmm. are people are characters in that mission, and so this was before Anna got shot by Widowmaker, mm-hmm. which if memory serves, is seven years ago, so it was a year after Retribution. Does that sound right, Ray? How long ago was Anna shot? How long was she out of commission? The King's Row was seven years ago, from present day. So, Uprising. Yeah. Okay. So, Retribution was one one year before Uprising. That makes sense. Okay, okay, so it was just like, they were trying to, okay, so Overwatch was still kicking. And then, so we're probably going to get more, maybe even next year we might understand the actual downfall of Overwatch. Yeah. And what that looked like. Because it looked like a lot of people got severely injured. Yeah. And, like, kind of scattered all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that was all before May went into cryosleep. Because when she wakes up, she hears about Blackwatch and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So... There's a lot of new puzzle pieces for you to put together if that's your bag. Um, clearly, we're not super well versed <laughs> in it. We tried it. We tried our best here, um, and now I'm really interested. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. No one 
is attacking you, Ray. You don't. I'm need attacking to me. Yourself. Okay, well then why don't you talk if you're gonna cut me off? <laughs> no, I'm just like having a, a crisis. Get it? No. Oh. It's a. Okay. Because crisis. Yeah. Uprising is really hard. Um, it's very difficult with the four characters. Yes. Who? Reinhardt, Mercy, Torbjorn, Tracer. It might just be because I suck at most of those characters, but I don't know. It's a it's a capture and defense and also assault all at the same time. Yeah. And there's lots of null sector robots everywhere and you have to kill OR units. And it's just... The fact that there's a payload makes things difficult. Yeah. Mm. They, it's definitely more... I would say it's more interesting than Retribution as a game mode because it changes what's expected of you periodically throughout. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a lot of fun. It's definitely more difficult. And I yeah. think in some ways and at some points it's unfairly difficult. Um, but, you know, that that said, it is a lot of fun. The original cast does not have a lot of synergy. <laughs> Um, but no. both of these modes, uh, both Uprising and Retribution can be played with all heroes, and that can be a lot of fun if you, if you, you know, put together some goofy comps with your friends. Yeah. Um, so that's Overwatch Archives. Uh, hopefully they'll keep releasing new lore drops every year. Yeah. Because that, that would be fun. Yeah, I'm already looking forward to next year's Archives. And there's also a lot of cool new skins, holy crap! Um, Lucio's has a skin for some reason that's like his Capoeira skin, but it has like equalizer crap on the legs and it looks super cool. Um, mm-hmm. Doomfist has a new skin that's very good. All of the, or, or Reaper has a new one. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of new stuff. There's a bunch of really cool Blackwatch and Talon related yeah, skins. Yeah, I would, I would highly recommend anyone. But also Hanzo got like a Yakuza skin. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. And May got her pajama skin finally. Gonna need that one locked. Oh, actually, no, I got that one. And also, do like listen to their voice lines because those are kind of cool, and it's mm-hmm. fun to like see where where things like what they're what they're trying to communicate with mm-hmm. just that little bit. So that's that's nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and Reaper's voice sounds hilarious. Eight years ago, before he gets all scraggly, and he's oh, like yeah, clearing sure. the area. He was a fun. total nerd. <laughs> he was a total nerd. Um, other things. Ratchet. Right. Yeah, so in addition to the retribution, a lot of character changes were made. Um, starting off with Moira, it's just kind of a quality of life change. Um, just a, a small buff or debuff, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, basically, her all of her effects of her her attacks are more transparent um so when coalescence comes out it doesn't block your vision the same way that dragons does um the hanzo's ult um so that's kind of good i i think that that's a good change because it can always get annoying like it's already super loud and um just to give it a little bit a little bit less presence on the on the field is nice Mm-hmm. Um, as for a couple characters were nerfed, 
Um, Zenyatta's Orb of Destruction, his right-click charge shot, the fire rate on it is 15% slower, which is an interesting change, and it's had some interesting applications at the higher tiers of play where people would just kind of spam that and get crazy headshots. And it's still definitely possible to do that, but it requires more tracking and it requires more patience. Um, so I think that that's a good change. It's kind of weird uh, to see that. Uh, I never was expecting that change coming, but um, it's been interesting to play with. Ray, you play Zenyatta a lot. Have you have you felt any... Um, like serious impact to your gameplay with this? Um, no, I haven't played him a lot recently, but when I have, like, it doesn't feel like it's bringing me down. I still get those right click headshots. Mm -hmm. I do. It still happens. It just, I don't do the right click as often anymore. But in the, uh, like, I don't do that often anyway. So, like, it didn't affect me personally as much as like other people who do spam it and you know it makes sense Zen's still a support he shouldn't be mm -hmm. able to one shot half of the cast when they're turning a corner mm -hmm. hashtag he totally should be able to yeah he really shouldn't be able to because <laughs> I, support, I support Zen but not like I can see why why they did it and people why people might complain about the 15% decrease but it doesn't bother me you just have to like whenever they nerf characters like Zen or like they did with Junkrat with his mind, like you just have to get better. Right. <laughs> In my yeah, mind, like you just have that. to improve. And, but you know, what, sometimes I feel like, especially with that Zenyatta change, like that that just puts in perspective what kind of like different playing field I'm on with everyone with the people who are affected by that change. Is that because like. Even now, I'm like, why though? Like, I don't quite understand. Oh, I who, do. Who's getting? Who's getting? Like, what? What is changing that needs to be changed by this change? You know. You turn a corner on Eichenwald when you're attacking, and then you immediately die. That is what this. Okay, is so yeah. you gave me the the a super like specific scenario. It could be it. When harnessed properly, it could be just as frustrating. Not just as frustrating, but almost as frustrating as Scatter Arrow. Um, okay. Where yeah. you're just like, oh, I'm dead now. Yeah. And it's not like a Widowmaker headshot or something where like I was in the wrong position. It was like, mm -hmm. it's just like they they got kind of lucky. Like, yeah. And that said, you can still, like if somebody's running in an arc or whatever, you can still track through that arc and mm -hmm. hit five headshots if you're damn good. Um, it just yeah. takes more skill now. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't do any less damage or anything like that. It just is a little bit less... It's, it's, it, it's less slower. like a sniper shot. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, Diva got Diva. nerfed as well, right, Joe? She did. My Tell me about this. I don't want, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Alright, I'll talk about it. Uh, her Was micro it like missiles... Uh, not really. Her micro missiles got a decrease in damage... Mm. And also her boosters' impact damage were reduced. Okay. So. Um, yeah. You want to talk about the numbers on that? Yeah. I would love to. Her missile damage went from 6 to 4. And the, the booster impact went from uh, 25 to 10. And that that's kind of big. Yeah. 
It is big. Yeah, that is big. Her and first potential f- is a lot lower. And that's what they wanted, and I don't get it. <laughs> Except <laughs> it totally makes sense. And I, I feel I, like they... Okay. Like, Sorry. if I'm being honest, the changes have not hurt her too terribly much. But it still sucks because there are just kills that I used to be able to get that I can't anymore. And maybe it's the same kind of thing as a Zen... Zenyatta one where I just need to get better, you know? Like, mm-hmm. well, I noticed here's something that I've never vocalized before about you playing Diva. You get a lot of solo kills with Diva, and I think this might be similar to the Roadhog nerf where they're trying to get more team play into your kills. Because, mm. like, when you get your kills as Diva, I'm like, oh, Joe's just popping off over there. Okay. But now you need some help. Yeah. I, I think it. that definitely used to be true of me. I don't, I don't. I don't like doing that as much anymore because I hate going in, especially, I mean, I hate going into a corner and getting, and getting d mm-hmm. and, and getting <clears throat> Zen headshot. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think that the reason why that's so, uh, I think, you know, on capitalizing on what you said, Ray, I also think that they might be doing that to try to stop hardcore. Like, I think they want the interaction between characters to be less like, Oh, I know how this is going to end, you know, like, now with Diva, if you run yeah. up on a Widowmaker, she's not 100% dead if you know how to do it, you know? Same thing with, like... And I, and I think that they've been trying to do that for a large, like... Right. A lot of these nerfs and buffs yeah. seem to be Except, making it so they don't, like, hard counter anyone, but at the same time, they're still as versatile. Like, they, they keep their versatility without, like, being, like, a no-no to a certain character, you know? Because it seems like to me that they want the game to... Mm-hmm. Not be like most competitive games mm-hmm. where it's like you have to have this or you have to have that or you have to or this matchup is a hundred percent not gonna work or stuff. You know, it seems more like they they really want to push teams to like come up with stuff. You know, yeah. like almost like almost like a <laughs> almost like a and this is kind of a stretch, but almost like a battle that they're having with their players where they're like show us what's broken so we can fix it and see if we right. can come up with this game that doesn't have any broad problems. You know, right. So yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. I love that. But it's interesting that you say that because I think Brigitte is the antithesis yeah. to what you just said, where she wins uh-huh. almost every one v one, no matter what. <laughs> I still disagree with that, but okay. I I challenge you to to fight her one on like we shit right. Let's let's do a one on one. We'll just go. Through, you can play everyone on the cast list, and I'll just stick on Brigitte, and we'll see how many of those matches you win. <laughs> I bet it's Man less than Reaper half. Reaper got some buffs, um, which are pretty juicy. Yes. And they make playing those characters specifically in the PvE events even more fun, which is which is an interesting yes. choice. <laughs> they buffed May specifically for Retribution. That is what all of my friends have said at least <laughs> once. Uh, her blaster... Her, her main primary now pierces through enemies, so you can freeze multiple people at the same yeah. time. It's wild. On top of the changes that she got a little while ago, she's all of a sudden a way more viable character and a lot more fun to play as, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much all there is. This and Well, I mean, talking about like applications in the real game... scrapping on the point is with her is like way scarier now because Mm -hmm. she's not just freezing one person and she can't just have like 
you can't just body block her her spray when she's like freezing Lucio or something because you're just gonna get frozen too. Um, she can <laughs> she's gonna be tough to deal with, and I think that she's gonna see some more play in the coming weeks. Um, yeah. She's already bumped up in how much yeah. I've seen her. Mm-hmm. But um, Reaper also got some juicy buffs. Um, I didn't know this. His Death Blossom reloads his shotguns now yep. after you use them. I didn't know that. Yep. Mm, yeah, and it's uh, so scary because he just like runs up, shoots everybody near him, and then like walks up and to then somebody continues who shooting. And chases yeah. them down. Uh, it's a really that's actually combo. pretty scary. It is. His, this is the big one for me for him. His Wraith form, he got a move speed bonus oh, when he's in Wraith form. So it's a little more 25. like uh, Moira's. Yeah, from 25% to 50%. Yep. He is sonic speed Double, now. Doubles fast. <laughs> and you can now cancel the Wraith form by pressing shift again or the primary fire key. So you don't have to just sit around and wait to stop being a ghost, which is yep. wild. Mm. It's so yeah, it crazy that you can do that. You can you can chase somebody down, cancel, and just shoot them to death yes. now. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just chasing them down like, a say long corridor. Like, say you see them start to reload when you are in Wraith form. You can just bah, yeah. bah, and then just die. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you're an actual ghost now. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a real live ghost. Yeah. Now, yeah. why do you guys think they did that? Um, not, not, the, uh, not the cancel, but the, um, the movement speed, I guess, increase. To give him a better escape, Better escape honestly. and better chase, because... And better, yeah. It engage, really... Yep wasn't enough um i i think that this is a good change i think it makes him scarier now it gives him a lot more mobility and i don't think that it breaks him at all like he he's definitely mm-hmm. certainly he's certainly more annoying you just couldn't cover enough ground like if you're if you're a reaper and you and you flank behind the enemy team or whatever and you start a fight and it's not going your way Wraithform is supposed to be there so that you can get out and yeah. the way it was before, you usually couldn't. Like, if they yeah, started they fighting you and the fight's you. not going your way, and you start to run away, they're going to chase you and kill you when you got out of Wraith form. This way, mm, you right. can get, like, twice as far, because you move twice as fast. And it makes him a lot more slippery, which I think is good for the kind of character that he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Important changes all around. Yeah, Certainly. those are a lot of the major changes in the past couple weeks. Yeah. And yeah. I can honestly say, without a doubt in my mind, that I've never played a game that's updated itself as much as this game has yeah. since I've been playing. Like, holy cow. It's like, wild. Actually, like, they don't at sleep. Least, they do not at sleep. At least once a month. Yeah. And then a new hero every six months. Also maps. Yeah. Speaking of maps, the, the Retribution map is going to become a payload escort. Yep. A payload that map, would be really sure. cool. Uh, it's going to be called Rialta, and that's coming out soon, probably shortly after Retribution ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so before the anniversary, most likely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So looking forward to that because it is a cool map, and it's not going to be the exact same. I, I imagine like certain routes will probably be closed off, and different ones will be open. But well, of course. Um, and we're thinking that it'll probably run in the opposite direction that you run through it on Retribution. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is a more content. And I, I think that it's it's so wild that this game is $40, and it's still $40. And it's 
and they just keep mm-hmm. putting shit into it for free. And I I think that it's I mean, it is a small game when you think about it because it is just like matchmaking and that's pretty much it, but there's so much in it and there's so much added so often. Um mm-hmm. It's just a good good stuff. Thank you, Blizzard. You're welcome, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, did we have anything else to talk about? We've played a lot of competitive and have been getting a lot better, but I haven't played in a few days, so I don't really know what to say about it. I'm going to reach platinum this season. Good luck. I'm going to do it. There's left in the season. I'm doing it. I'm so close. And Brigitte is going to be around next season, and I'm not looking forward to that. (laughs) (sighs) Trust me as your Brigitte. Let me be. It's not about having a Brigida. It's about going against them. Trust me to counter Brigida with Brigida. I know that sounds silly. It is silly. A mirror match is not a counter. I no, but like I'm actually me. Okay. Is a good Brigida counter. So I should just trust you to carry and like not worry about strats or composition or anything. No, not at all. Okay. All right. Good. We should move on to our review. I I think that's a good idea. Let's let's take a deep dive down too. Hell. I guess we're going hell? to hell. Bye. I I know we usually swim to the review, but I took a train this time. I The took... one time I swim, Ray. The one time I swim. Look, I, you can't always just get wet. I I challenge that. Sometimes you gotta chugga chugga chew right through into hell. What's pinstripe? What's pinstripe, Terrence? Pinstripe is a journey to Neverland. Actually, it's a lot, a lot worse than that. So, you start off the game as a guy named Ted. Some people call him Teddy Bear. I think it's really adorable. I don't know why I never thought of that, um nickname anyway um and you're with your daughter Bo and you guys are on a train don't know where you're headed but you meet an ominous man and he knows where you're headed essentially you are a pastor a preacher preacher or pastor preacher right no they call him father he's got to be the pastor um you're a pastor who has been dead and is lurking around your own personal made hell it's a puzzle it's a puzzle platformer um much in the style of limbo and i it it's hard not to compare the two games because they are very similar exactly. um, they do creepy and cute equally mm-hmm. very well um I do want to say right off the bat that anyone looking to play this game there's a kidnapping and it's pretty distressing and it is. So if that's something that would like bother you or make you uncomfortable, then I would not recommend you play it because it it's not it's never graphic or anything like that. It's not the scariest game at all, but it it the, there are some distressing and really creepy stuff in this game. Yeah, and like it gets real. Mm-hmm. Like like the things happen, events are explained and it's it hits close to to things that happen on a regular basis and it's 
I think that's part of the genius of the game. Mm-hmm. It's but, a very short game, and it's really hard to explain any of the things that you know about it without spoiling it. Mm-hmm. So just a heads up if you guys feel like we're dangerously avoiding details. <laughs> yeah, It's because uh, you need to experience it if yeah, you're going to play it. You do. Pinstripe tackles a lot of, uh, or, or does its darndest to uh, tackle some pretty serious, uh, like, adult-like situations in a lot of different ways, leaving you asking questions, and eventually develops its own replayability through these uh, attempts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, you are piecing up just what happened to you, like how did you die, and why Why this is your hell, why this is uh, Ted's hell. And uh, he meets some familiar faces that you know he met in his life, and the only affiliation with each other that they have that you're aware of is that they all know who you are, and they're all just the worst versions of, like... They're they're all dangerously affected by the same thing. And, yeah, no, it does a good job of making it inviting and easy for you to get into without freaking the heck out. But at the same time, keeps its, like, serious, scary, creepy, like, like mysterious, like... Uh, aesthetic yeah. that it's trying to you know give so yeah it, it does a good job doing what it needs to do yeah or doing what it's trying to do I mean. <laughs> yeah it's 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 a platformer puzzle with you know actual puzzles involved mm-hmm. too in the game and there's a lot of platforming there's a lot of jumping yes there's a lot of jumping but it's not Dude's too difficult hops. yeah he does he has long he has legs <laughs> but the <laughs> Like the puzzles are actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of different it's a kinds mix. of puzzles. Yeah. And they're all fairly interesting. Um mm-hmm. including the puzzle of what happened to you and where you are and what's like what's going right. on. Like it's right. I feel like puzzles in video games often fall into one of two categories. It's either Super, unless it's like a puzzle game, like The Witness, it's the the puzzles are usually either oh that was way so that was super simple or like the game showed me how to do it because I was taking mm-hmm. too long or it's like unthinkably impossible and there's no way you could have figured it out on your own and you have you look it up and you're like oh my god I didn't click the right pixel or something like that oh yeah for sure the puzzles yeah. in this game are. Definitely right in between the two camps, right where good puzzles live, which is there. You know it's not impossible. You know you have all the pieces that you need, and you know that you just have to keep looking at it and thinking about it until you figure it out. And you you will figure. But they it out. also, yeah. But they also don't tell you how. Right. Like yeah. No. All. Like there even... were some puzzles where I actually like had to sit down and mm-hmm. be like, okay, I need to. F- figure out what pieces i have right now and like and it's during like super intense situations and you have to solve the puzzle to move on Uh and it was like there was this weird balance of i need to focus but i'm also super stressed about what's gonna happen next Mm -hmm. yeah and i think it's really important to also bring up the fact that um while you're doing like the i don't know like i feel like the reason why we were able to handle these games so long i'm definitely not like trying to take an egotistical uh, tone to this but like it's because we play video games like it definitely gives you scenarios that have you've probably seen in one video mm-hmm. game that you've played if you've played as many That's video true. games as us which is like just a fair amount like normal gamer status 
and if you if you have any of those skills, it kind of just like uh, like calls on a lot of them without mm-hmm. telling you that they're required. So I think yeah. that's really cool. I feel like I could see a lot of people that I know who don't play video games too much being stumped by some of those puzzles pretty tough. Right. Yeah, there, it's not intuitive, but it's not difficult. Um, the progression of the game, you, everything you do uh, gives you something. You get something, you get... You solve another piece of the mystery. You get progression forward to get to the next act. Uh, you, whatever, and it, it's just feel everything you do feels rewarding in that way, and I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Um, what? Definitely. But there's also, I don't know if this is the same for everyone. There's a puzzle later on mm. that kind of flips the script a little bit and affects the story in a big way. Hmm. And I went through a lot of duress because of it. And I thought that was really smart because they're like, yeah, I'm going along. I'm solving the puzzles. I'm getting to the next part. And then suddenly, uh Oh, that might've not been the best thing to Hmm. do. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just, it was like a really stressful moment for me where I did like, entertain the thought of, if I solve this puzzle, something bad could happen. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. And then it did. And it was just, I I was beside myself with joy and panic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, the game, like I said, it's really short. Yeah. Really... How long did it take you guys? About three hours. I don't, I don't, I really don't think it took us three hours. I, I'm, I want to say like two hours, 20 minutes. Like, yeah. I, I think it would pass two hours, but I don't think it was near. I don't yeah. think it was two, three hours. Mine was two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And some of that was me sitting down and eating and thinking about a puzzle. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's part of the yeah. game, right? Like, that has exactly. to be part of the game time um, because that you're not directly interacting or clicking anything, but you are playing the game when you're engaging with it and trying to figure out what you're supposed to do next. Um, for you this know what game this game reminds me of, you guys? Huh? And you know what this game reminds me of, like, heavily? Limbo. <laughs> Have you guys seen... Mo- oh, yeah, Limbo. It's almost like a, a combination of the two, but a, a different aspect taken. But have you guys heard of Among the Sleep? Have you guys played that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's essentially you're a baby, and it's a problem-solving game, but you're also being tormented by a horrifying monster. I don't know. These scary games where they're trying to get a, a point across is, uh, I don't know, I kind of like it. it it's, yeah. it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah. It, it was scary. Especially when they oh. do it right, of course. Yeah. I haven't seen one do it wrong yet, but I can I can imagine that happening. Yeah. It. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. I've been talking a lot. What I like about this game and its its message or whatever is that it doesn't have a super strong message like it's Mm -hmm. it's it doesn't come at you and tell you this is right or this is wrong like Mm -hmm. it it has it gives you a baseline understanding of of morality and that's the question is not about morality it's it's Mm -hmm. more about telling a story and figuring out how it ends and you're interested in that story when you're playing this game and you want to know how it ends, and it, it does a really good job of telling the story. And it, unlike Limbo, and unlike other games, it doesn't leave you with a handful of questions at the end. There are still some yeah. unanswered questions, there are still some yeah. things that are not 100% clear, but this game also offers like multiple pl- playthroughs with new content that could answer some of those questions, 
And right. besides, like, the ending is an ending, and you get you get the big story beats, and everything comes together, and it actually tells a story, which I really appreciate. Yeah, it, it's not it's not so concerned with telling you, um, like this it's it's not so concerned with telling you its beliefs so much as telling you the story and for a Uh short little three hour thing that said i do wish it was a little bit longer because there's a lot of good stuff in this game and it all felt very if it all felt like it was discarded too quickly um because personally i want to get to learn learn more about the characters yeah and the portraits yeah oh my gosh the portraits but yeah i mean okay so uh with all that being said, why do you guys think someone would play this? Oh, gosh. I, that, oh. You know, this is a question we never ask, and you got, you blindsided me. <laughs> As I always do. I actually don't have an answer. Because, like, it's, it's so recent and raw mm-hmm. in my memory still. And, like, I don't know. Someone but would I do. play this if they need to play it for a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Some I want to address a couple things first before I answer, and this is mostly me just trying to buy more time. Uh, the The art style is wonderful. Mm-hmm. The music uh, too. It's yeah, the music the is wonderful. Real good. Voice acting is pretty good. Yeah, voice especially, acting. <laughs> yeah, there's voice acting, uh, and all like almost all the characters have voice acting, and. I loved every single one. There was a lot of character. Yeah, I do feel like them. Ted could have had a voice, and it wouldn't have costed it. <laughs> you know, so. he does have his grunts. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's voice acting, and it's it's n- it doesn't interrupt the game. Okay. Uh, like some like small game voice acting does. Uh, it actually added to the experience, so that I was happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really well made. Um, it's really well made, especially for a game this size. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's extremely well done. Yeah, I somebody would play this game if they didn't know what else to play. <laughs> I don't. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, like I want to give this game points. Mm-hmm. I do. We're giving games points now, and I want to give this game as many points as <laughs> right, possible. At least eighty. Like at least eighty points. It's, it's really well done. It's really. It is really well done. I mean, I'm going to go back to my usual... Well, I don't know if it's my usual answer, but it's kind of my backup go-to of if you want to experience something different. I would would call it an interactive book. Yes, exactly. You want to see what happens. If you want... I was about to compare it to Owlboy because I... It's... I mean, Owlboy plays a lot differently and it's a different type of story, but the biggest reason I wanted to keep playing it is I wanted to know what happened next. And unfortunately, I still haven't gone back to beat Owlboy. So I mm-hmm. guess you would play this game if you wanted to play one of these narrative experiences but didn't have a whole lot of time. Yeah. I had a lot of fun sitting down and playing with this with Terrence for a couple yeah. hours. And I'm yeah. glad it wrapped... I'm, I'm of two minds because I wish there was more to it. I'm also glad it wrapped up as quickly as it did. Yeah, um, it told the, kind of just leaves a good taste in your mouth and doesn't overdo the, it. The pacing of the story was very good. I, th- I think it's just that the pacing of the video game was not phenomenal, but that's fair. It was. It, it's a good way to kill a couple hours with somebody on a, a Sunday afternoon, and or I guess today's Monday, isn't it? Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's, our, it's our Sunday. <laughs> um, 
it's yeah, it could fill the same role as watching a movie or somebody or something. If you're if you're with somebody who likes playing video games, it's uh, we just pass a controller back and forth every twenty minutes or so, and it was a uh, it was just as much fun to watch as it was to play. Yeah, here here you go. I got your answer here. Play this game if you don't have any friends to play a way out with. A way out. Um, mm. But do you think? Do you, okay, so I'm just gonna ask you the question because I'd like to hear your answer. Do you think a way out was done better than this game? No. I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think, think so either, and well I feel made. bad like, because I feel like if they're gonna put that much graph, if they're gonna make the graphics like that, they could have. <laughs> we don't made, need to dunk on a way out. Work yeah. in, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. not here to dunk on a way out, but this game is very well made. Also, you would play yeah. this game if you are, like, a younger kid. and Not mm-hmm. super young, because there you is like some cre- heavy stuff in here. But if you There's some heavy things. Getting into more, uh, more adult-themed games, this is a good starting point. Play this right before you go to college. That's way too late, right? I'm thinking more like 11 or 12. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I was a sheltered child, you, I guess. You, t- you partook <laughs> in some dark shit when you were a child, right? You played Crash Bandicoot. I did. Come on. <laughs> At talking marsupials, you're right. The scariest is, thing. I don't know what There is. is some dark shit in that game, and you just were blind to it because you were a kid. Like, you're right. You're right. I just don't remember. It's Anyway. It starts off with them being experimented on. It was goofy. Yeah. I believe that so is Daniel. Daniel's game. super goofy and silly. Oh my god, I love Daniel. Yeah. Anyway. Did you like him? He was creepy. Anyway, I feel like a kid a person would play this game if they I would say if you were getting frustrated with a game, like say you met your s- skill level and actually this is going to bleed into my answer to the next question, so I'm just going to ask right now, is it worth your Overwatch time? So, I believe that it, a person would play this game if they're getting frustrated with their skill cap and just like something in a game where they have to think and they can't think because this game brings you back to bare minimals of uh, of going into a game and problem solving just with what you can do and what you have. And that's always really huge with me because in a little backstory, you know, I play a lot of TG- TCGs. I don't know if I brought that up in this podcast before, but my, I've always been really heavy about like no it's not that you need the better cards you need to work better with what you have and i feel like that gives you a fresh approach uh of like just taking out of the hard scenarios that you're stuck in in other games and just remembering different ways to think about scenarios so honestly and i know this might be surprising i personally think pinstripe is worth your overwatch time because i feel like it reminds you how to approach scenarios where you have no answer to because you might get frustrated with just like I don't know I and let me even compare it to Overwatch like I, I realized that I, I hit a huge block of skill cap where I just didn't know how to how to make my body adjust any more than I already have like I got stuck in my ways I didn't know how to uh, like basically change the way I played the game and I feel like this game would be very important for people who just need a fresh who need to back up, uh, play this game and get your fresh approach on how to handle things, and then go back to a game that you've played a long time with these like, oh yeah, I can do this, you know? Like, because remembering the basics is really important because you can play a game for a really long time and forget the basics, and that could be the reason why you're not moving forward. So 
That's my answer. Sorry if that was really long. Well, that was a good answer. That's a good answer. Ray, do you think that Pinstripe I, is worth your Overwatch time? I do, actually. Um, along the similar veins of what Terrence said, it's it's kind of like The Witness in that way, where it, it we talked a lot about perspective in that game, and I think mm-hmm. this one also gives us not perspective, but like... Uh, it kind of reboots your thoughts on video games. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it, 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 it comes at like it's like Terrence said. It if you need a break and if you just need to reset, and just take a few hours, play this game, experience the story, and just kind of remember like this is what video games are sometimes about. This is a, video a games. A creature going through hell. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, I'm honestly shocked by both of you guys. Um, I I really enjoyed this game. I really liked it. I don't think it's worth your Overwatch time. I the whole I'm time I was playing it, I really realm. enjoyed every second of it. I wanted to play Overwatch every second of it as well. Uh, and okay, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch okay. lately, so it's not like I was just mm-hmm. missing it. Um, yeah. But I I I would recommend this game. Um, to to anyone who would be interested in something like this is puzzle platformer with dark themes um kind of the same aesthetic as don't starve um yeah a little bit but it's kind of got that tim burton taste to it yeah doesn't it? a little little bit it's definitely not as like wild and wacky and yeah and, yeah for and sure. just got a little burt just look at the title of finish a little burp burp <laughs> um but it just wasn't engaging enough. I, to to me, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would just as soon watch a playthrough of this game, which is something. Okay. I think I think that's becoming my like watermark. Like I, I feel like if I could watch this as a, a playthrough, then it's not worth my over Overwatch time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I, I feel like I, feel I would like have the enjoyed puzzles it just are, as are... much. I don't know. I feel like when you like that that sweet sweet really. I mean. Obviously, it's your opinion. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, like... No, 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 please. Oh, yeah, you're wrong Bash is a please. That's what like... we're here for, to fucking <laughs> disagree like... with each other. <laughs> I feel like it, um, A, like, the puzzle interactions, like, that sweet, sweet relief that you get when you're like... That's true. Yeah, like, I figured it out. I have the capacity to just do this. Like, <laughs> because that that's really nice. When I was working on it with you, we were definitely, like on the same wavelength or mm-hmm. like we figured stuff out at the same time whereas if you're watching a video either they're figuring it out before you had a chance or you're like come the fuck on dude like yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. it's obvious <laughs> it's uh, right there yeah no i get it <laughs> i'm gonna be completely uh honest here when i started up the game today i had no interest whatsoever and i was like it felt like i was about to do mm, a chore yeah yeah. And by the end of it, I was completely sold, and I was yeah. so happy I wasn't. Yeah, I, that, I wasn't I playing breach, Overwatch. Yeah. That's how I was I happy about I, to the yeah. breach. I was like, dude, look at this game, and man, I love it. That was good. The, that was the other thing game. is that, unlike Limbo, I do feel like I I would go back and get the collectibles because there's not there's not a ton of them, and it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do and how to get them, and it doesn't feel like it'd be a huge chore to do it. Like, I feel like it would be fun to play through the story again and probably pick up on a couple of things that I didn't the first time. And, um, you know, it, it, and it's, 
clear what your goals are. And the the world mm-hmm. is not so uninviting that it just sucks to be there. So, like, mm-hmm. continuing to engage with it is something I could see myself doing. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. If, if you're a completionist, then this game will be an easy fix for you. <laughs> Yeah, and I a nice little like it's like a it would probably take you ten like a, hours like a at cheese the most. it like you could like you could eat it a bunch of times yeah and it it'd be fine but it's like a quick eat it's not like a meal or anything it's just like mm, mm, yep so analogies what are those <laughs> um, anyway it's like a warm bath. Um, okay no but, uh, did we ever mention who suggested this game this i was episode? about to say this has been pinstripe our review of pinstripe thank you for suggesting it yet again nope thank you for suggesting it tim <laughs> um we really appreciate uh the feedback and uh we were pleased with this game it was, it was a lot of fun to play it and um, if you would like to hear, you the listener now, I'm addressing you, uh, if you would like to hear us rant about any specific game and tell you whether or not we like it more than Overwatch, which is not the question we ask, because um, <laughs> <laughs> the question, the answer to that question is always going to be no, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just send us a tweet no. at overwitchcast or email us at overwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Next week, uh, Terrence, you want to tell us what we're going to yeah. be reviewing next week? So here's here's a big middle finger to all of our listeners, <laughs> even though I absolutely I think, love each of you. I think it's definitely directed at me. <laughs> and oh, me. No, that's fine. Okay, so switch that up. <laughs> big middle finger to Joe and Ray. Um, <laughs> We are jumping on to the Xbox One because I just got one from work. And we are playing Sonic Forces. <laughs> so tune in next week. Listen to what we think. See if Sonic games have any redeemable quality in this day and age. And yes, just uh, also hear us, you know, review our first Xbox One experience. So, sorry to all the people who think I'm a huge hypocrite because I bash Xbox literally every oh, you episode. You don't have to apologize to them, Terrence. You're, you're a hypocrite. Like, you're... <laughs> well, some people like me and don't want me to be a hypocrite. You can so still I'm be a hypocrite. Um, so yeah, definitely hypocritical crap hitting the fan next week. So come come listen. Yeah. Prepare for a lot of memes. I think that's how I'm going to get through next Ooh, week. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe some chili dogs. I can't oh, wait for yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us, and we will see you again next week. This has been Overwitch. I suppose this is the end of the show now. I'm your best friend, Joe. I'm T. And I'm Ray. And remember, you're better than us. <laughs>